After a year and a half of spending basically all of our time at home because of COVID, we found that emotions are running high and contention has increased drastically in our home. I don't know about you, but we're getting mad at each other a lot. Anyway, today I want to share a story of our one scripture study that has significantly helped solve this problem. And at least for a few days now, there has been minimal yelling in our house, and I'm excited to tell you why. Welcome to the My Teaching Matters podcast, where our mission is to help you, the intentional parent, to teach your children in such a way that they can personally experience the power of Jesus Christ while still at home. Hi, everybody. Welcome to the My Teaching Matters podcast. Today, we're going to do things a little bit differently. It's a little bit unconventional. I'm here by myself without my mom. This is just Lindsay. Um, But I wanted to just kind of be brief, but share what happened to us during scripture study yesterday, because it was really cool. And I just thought, man, I think it would be super useful for people to hear, just to hear the story. So today's story day. Um... To give you a little background information, I have I have four daughters. Um, so when I say my daughter and talk about my daughter in the story, you don't know which one. Um, but it doesn't really matter anyway. But I have, I have four daughters um, between the ages of eight and one. And one of my daughters in particular, or in particular gets very mad and condescending um, at her sister. So... Um, her sisters will do something that makes her upset and she, she'll she yell at them and she'll tell them what they're doing wrong. She's very quick to see what they're doing wrong and to get mad at them. And my husband and I have been noticing this. It's been a problem for a long time. Um, and we've been constantly telling her, hey, you need to talk kindly, right? Don't, don't get mad at them. Like, worry about yourself, right? Those are things that we say all the time, trying to help her get over this. And it, it hasn't done anything. And so we have been thinking about this for a long time trying to figure out how do we help this daughter to overcome these tendencies of uh, criticism um, and of um, yelling and of frustration, especially when it doesn't concern her, like it doesn't matter. Um, so how do we get her, help her get over this? And we, we've thought about this for a long time and we haven't, um, anyway, I hadn't, I hadn't done very much, but um if you've been following us for any amount of time, you know that, that we have what we call our monthly themes. And so for a month, we will focus on one gospel topic and then we really dive deep. And so for July, our gospel topic was um, that God has a plan for me. And we, um, anyway, we talked about the plan of salvation and we talked about what God wants us to do in our life. Um, and I knew coming up that in August, we were going to talk about how we can become more like God. And so I'd been kind of thinking about this for a while. I was like, okay, well, in August, we'll talk about how I can become more like God. And um, I have one daughter. That's one way I went out. My my one daughter is through helping her speak kinder. I have another daughter who we could focus on um, working a little bit harder, not getting so um, overwhelmed with simple jobs, right? Um, but finishing a job through. There's... Anyway, I've been thinking for a while, okay, what are all the different things that our kids need and how can we help them? Um, but 
anyway, so I had kind of, I'd been thinking, well, maybe, maybe in August we can focus on this. And, but I still didn't have a very good plan, but I kind of knew, well, this is what we're going to focus on. So, um, anyway, yesterday morning we got up, we're getting ready for breakfast. Um, breakfast is on the table and we're, two of my daughters are down, down at the, at the table and, um, we're waiting for everyone else to come. And I don't even remember what happened, but my one daughter just blew up and got mad at her sister for whatever she did. I wish I could remember. I don't remember. Maybe because she put food in her bowl before we prayed or something. I don't know. And she just blew up. Don't do that. That's not okay. Um, I just said something about, I was like, hey, you know, so-and-so don't like worry about yourself. And so she kind of huffed and took a deep breath and, and whatever. Well, not even a minute later, something else happened and she blew up again. Don't do that. You can't do that. And anyway, I was just like, Hey, um, so-and-so like, you need to, you need to stop. Like you can't, you can't do that. Um, and actually took her, took her aside. I says, come with me. And the thought came to me in that moment. Um, you can't just tell her to stop. Like telling her to stop isn't going to do anything. You need to replace it with another action. Oh, so I didn't take her side yet. Sorry, I'm getting my things. I didn't take her side yet. I says, you know what? Because I had that thought. You need to. You need to replace it with a different action. I thought, you know, that's so true. You can't just tell someone to stop. You have to tell them what to do instead. You can't like. There's not telling them to stop doesn't do anything. So he says, I would like you to tell your sister three nice things, three things you love about her. And so she stopped talking and she um, sat there and she was silent for like five minutes. I says, hey, are you going to tell your sister something that you like about her? She's like, I can't think of anything. And she's just like mad. It's like, okay, well, it's probably a really good thing we're doing this then. <laughs> like, you guys don't fight all the time, but it's a really good thing we're having this conversation. So that's when I told, talk, brought her aside and I says, okay, come with me. And so we went into the living room. By that time, everyone was there at breakfast. I let them get started and me and this, this daughter went and into the living room and, and just sat for a little bit. And I told her, I says, you know what? I love, um, I have noticed recently that you have been trying really hard to do what's right. I have noticed that when I ask, or when we, when everyone goes to bed and I ask you to stay in bed, that you stay in bed even when your sisters get up. And I love that about you. I love that when I ask you to work hard, to, to do a job, that you jump right in and you are willing to do it. I love that you are trying to do what's right. And I have noticed you do that and that you are trying to become more like Jesus. And I love that about you. And I told her that. I says, how did that make you feel when I told, told you that? She's like, it made me happy. I was like, yeah. How do you think your sister feels when you tell her things that you love about her? Well, that makes her happy. Well, how does it make your sister feel when you say mean things to her? Well, it makes her sad. And uh, I says, I says, you know, you know, so-and-so, I love you are trying to be like Jesus. And that's something you have been working really hard at. The next step for you personally to become more like the Savior is to start to speak kinder. 
it's to, instead of getting mad when people do things and worrying about other people, and instead try to say nice things about them. So let's think again. What are some things that you love about your sister? And then I, and then I gave her more specifics. I was like, okay, what's something that you love to do with her? And so then she was able to come up with some ideas of things that she loved to do with her. It says, okay, what are some things that you, um, that she's good at? And so she was able to think of things that she's good at. What are some things that you, um, that you like it when she does? She was able to think of some things that she likes when she does. And so we came up with a list of about 10 things. I says, okay, I want you to go tell three things to your sister now. And I want you to be aware that when the rest of the day, um, we're going to be keep doing this because I told her, and this is the, I missed this part. I told her earlier, I says, you know, every day, this is a problem where you get mad at your sisters for, um, for things that, that don't matter where you get very mad and you yell at them. And she says, it doesn't happen every day. I says, mm, it might not happen every time you're mad, but it does happen every day. I promise. <laughs> and she's, she didn't quite believe me. I says, well, just, so we have this list now. So when it happens later today, then you can tell her on this list. And I says, but you know what else? I have another idea. What if today we make a little chart and every, every time, um, when you're doing something that you're having fun with your sisters or your sisters do something that you like, you tell them and you tell them something kind and then we'll check mark of one of the boxes. And when you get five boxes, you can have a little treat. It says, maybe we can do that with your sisters too. Do you want to go tell them about this idea? She's like, yeah, I'll go tell them. So we went back to the table and, um, and she told them this idea how we were going to mark everyone's names on a, on a piece of paper. And then they could get check marks. And when they got five check marks for saying kind things to each other, that they could get a treat. Um, so we had that discussion or I had that discussion with her and then, um, and then it was time for family scripture study, right? So all that happened, not necessarily in family scripture study, but it, because it needed to happen. And for family scripture study, right after all this conversation happened, actually, before scripture study, let me back up a little bit. Um, she, something else happened. I think, oh, I remember. I had made oatmeal for breakfast. And um, she starts putting some in her bowl. And she says, Mom, you didn't make enough oatmeal. And I says, oh, do you think that you could maybe tell me three nice things instead? <laughs> and she like got all teary-eyed, realizing that she had said something that maybe wasn't appropriate. But she was able to come up with three things she loved about me, and, um, and it was fine. Well, then a little bit later, she gets mad at another sister. Stop picking your nose! She says, oh, do you think that you could tell her three nice things? And I could just see her start to tear because in a matter of five, 10 minutes, um, probably five minutes, she had been, she's just starting to realize how often she's criticizing and condescending her family members. And she just was breaking down. And I just felt so, um, anyway, it's just heart-wrenching, heart-wrenching to see your daughter so upset, realizing that what she's doing is harming her family. Like that what she's doing is not okay. And she finally is realizing it. Like we've told her for months and months and she didn't realize it until, until this moment. Um, but then I took again, but I mean, and as she did that to try to buoy her spirits a little bit, I still made her, her say three things, but then I told her something I loved about her. And then I had my, and we went around the table and everyone shared something they loved about each other. 
And then for family scripture study, um, here's what we did. We opened up the scriptures to Doctrine and Covenants 88. And now I don't even remember the verse, but it's the verse that says, cease to be idle, cease to be unclean, cease to find fault one with another. Um, and then it goes on. I says, okay, girls, what does it mean to cease? And they're like, it means stop. Turns out we've talked about this scripture before. <laughs> so they didn't know what this meant. What's it mean to be idle? It means to be lazy. So cease to be idle. What's the opposite of that? Working hard or helping others. Those are different answers they say. Awesome. Okay. What's the opposite of cease to be unclean? Well, that means to clean up, which turns out is something else we've been working on recently, keeping our rooms clean. It says, awesome. Good. What does it mean? What's the opposite of cease to find fault one with another? It says, what does it mean to find fault with another? They talked about how, well, it means that you're, you know, um, you're finding things that other people are doing wrong. You're worrying about other people. It says, okay, well, what's the opposite of that? And they didn't know. It says, well, oh, or yeah, so-and-so, you know, what, um, what did we talk about earlier? Like, what's your, I mean, what, yeah, what did we talk about earlier? And she says, well, maybe the opposite is saying kind things. It says, yeah. The opposite of finding fault with another is saying kind things. So remember our goal today? Um, how we're going to say kind things to each other and we do, we can mark things off. And they're like, yeah. And they were so excited. Anyway, that scripture study took five minutes. You count everything together. It counted 15, probably 15, probably 15 minutes um, by the time you add everything together. But that scripture study, um, in the course of those 15 minutes, I have a daughter who now is starting to understand the impact she has on other people, starting to understand that when she gets mad, it's harming others, that she instead, she can build them up by saying kind things. Okay, no amount of talking will ever do this. This is why I love the power of the theme, right? Our theme I can become like Christ is a catalyst for change, right? When you have a theme, it just makes things so clear where I can say, okay, this month, it's the first day of August, but we are going to solve this problem. And we're going to solve, like, we're going to do this. Um, let's start loving each other. Let's start speaking kindly to each other. And over the course of that 15 minutes of having this daughter stop every time that she said something a little bit condescending and start to say something nice instead. I'm we're retraining her brain, right? Like that was the other thought that came to my mind. We need to retrain her brain. It's not just about the information. It's not just about her knowing like she kind of, I mean, she knows she needs to be kind, but she doesn't understand what's happening. She doesn't know what the problem is. She doesn't know how to fix it. And we need to retrain her brain. And you know what? It only took 15 minutes to retrain her brain of every time it that she said something inappropriate, being like, you know what? Let's try that again. Can you say some nice things to your sister? So she started saying nice things. Well, anyway, yesterday, my kids earned three treats, which means that they said 15 nice things to each other, not counting the ones when they said something mean and then had to say three nice things afterwards, right? Because they all got a chance to do that as well. Um, but I can tell you right now that my kids played so much better yesterday than they have in a while. 
And even today, they played together quite well. Today, we still, I mean, we're still having problems. We're still working through this, right? We're going to work our scripture study this morning. Um, was basically the exact same thing as yesterday, where we read that verse again, and then we read the verses around it, where it talked about um, having charity and um, helping others. And we talked about, you know, what's one of the ways that we can help each other right now? How are we trying to become more like Christ? He says, well, right now we're trying to become more like Christ by speaking kindly. And that's our focus for the month. So anyway, I just wanted to share that because it was such a powerful experience to me, testifying of the power of having a theme, of having a focus. What are we trying to do this month? And not just a theme. When you have choose a theme for the month, you want to choose something that has a clear action, right? That has a clear um how are we going to change based on this? How do we know that this theme is working? What about this theme is going to change my family if they understand it, right? So for us, if they know that they can become like God, um, and not only that, but more specifically, they can become like God by speaking kindly. And I say, okay, we're going to know this theme is working when we hear less yelling and more compliments to each other. Like that becomes very clear. And I now have a very clear action. Okay, this is what we're going to focus on. That we can talk about it during scripture study. We can talk about it outside of scripture study. We can talk about it at home when I hear yelling. Like this is how we're going to fix it. Um, anyway, so that's that's it. This is kind of a short episode. I just wanted to share that. But it's, um, yeah, I just wanted to share that experience of how simple that scripture study was. And yet how powerful. And how... With that opportunity, that that clarity of becoming like Christ, that clarity of saying, okay, we're going to speak kindly. That's how we're going to become like Christ. We're going to cease finding fault with one another. That's our focus right now. Ceasing to find fault one with another. And we're acting on it and we're doing it and it's changing my family. So anyway, I hope to give you guys an update later um, about how it's going uh, because the last couple of days have been kind of cool watching it, but it's so simple so powerful. And that's what can happen when you start teaching differently. When you realize that your goal is not to read everything in the scriptures. Your goal is not for your kids to understand everything. It's to help them grow closer to Christ through the relationship with him, by becoming like him, um, by changing who they are. That's the goal of your scripture study. And once you realize that, everything changes. Things become so much more simple and yet more nuanced, but but you can do it. Like, you know what success looks like. And it's it's when your kids are changing, right? It's when they're acting. And it doesn't have to be hard. So um, anyway, I just wanted to share that. Actually, before we end, I do want to tell you, because I'm very excited about this. This is brand new. Just got this quiz up today. Um, but if you go to myteachingmatters.com backslash quiz, we have a brand new quiz up that... Um, titled, What Scripture Study Trap is Keeping Your Family from Going Closer to the Savior? Actually, I changed the title a little bit. It's basically the same thing. But What Family Scripture Study Trap is Keeping Your Kids, or is Holding Your Kids Back? Okay, because here's the deal. If you're having family scripture study and it's not working, you're not seeing this kind of success that I'm talking about right now and I shared in the story, there's something holding you back. There's a trap that you are stuck in, some sort of mindset or something that you're doing that isn't allowing for that growth. Um, and it doesn't have to be that way. It can be simpler. So if you go to myteachingmatters.com backslash quiz, and I'll actually link it in the show notes. So if you look at the description of this podcast, there'll be, you can just click the link there as well. 
go do it now. Um, take that quiz. It'll take you less than five minutes and it will tell you um, what trap you're stuck in and what, yeah, what you're doing wrong and what you can do to fix it to help your family see this kind of success that I'm talking about. Really cool. Very excited about this quiz. It's brand new. Share it with your friends because it's going to be awesome. Um, I actually really hope it's life-changing for you. So if you take that quiz, let me know how it goes because, or what you think, because I want it to be life-changing, right? That's my goal. So um, remember that your teaching matters. Go to myteachingmatters.com backslash quiz and take the family scripture study trap quiz to see what's holding your family back. And we will talk to you all again next week. Bye everyone.